And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my partner in crime, Joe DeLeon. Let me just go ahead and say I apologize for any connection issues I may have. Nothing I can do. Blake, we're we'll be we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it, and no apology needed. That's all I'm gonna say. Because again, some people were on the one show where I I had a couple expletives that came out because of some internet issues. So I, you're not gonna top what I went through uh, on those instances in the early days of us doing this show. Well, I, I hope I don't have to go through it. It's extremely exhausting mentally to go through this. Hey, yeah. Spectrum, fix it. Like I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Your CEO's a Rudy Poo. He got busted with cocaine like six years ago. Fix your fucking internet. Anyway. That's what the budget's being spent on. Well, we get, like just to not to waste too much time on this. But we have Spectrum out here in LA, and I had Spectrum when I was in college. It it sucks. I I've had good internet, and when I lived in New Jersey, I it's a terrible company. It's a it's a horrendous company. I've had nothing but problems. Nothing but problems. So I. I, I totally um, understand what you're, you know, the this, this, this struggle of it. Well, that's not the only people that have had struggles. There have also been some defensive coordinators that have had Ooh. struggles uh, over the last couple of years. But these five guys historically has not had issues uh, when it comes to being defensive coordinators. Joe, I will tell you, since we've been doing this top five, top ten list, mm-hmm. it's been really intriguing to me. And let me tell you why. If you actually do your homework, I know that you do. I'm not saying you don't. But if you actually do your homework, dude, there's some really good all OCs and DCs in this in college football that you might just not know about. One of the things, too, one of the takeaways I had from this, I think that there are there is a bigger and better list of defensive coordinators than there are of offensive coordinators. Bingo. And the, I agree. Only, the only reason for that, though, is I think that there's just a lot more head coaches that call plays. So it makes it difficult for us to include some of those offensive coordinators because it's like, okay, what is their role actually? Are we giving guys more credit for success than they really are deserving of? Um, But defensive coordinators, we just, we don't get that. You know, a lot of the best defensive minds that become head coaches go on to be head coaches and that's all they do. Kirby's the best example of it. Um, Marcus Freeman's another example that immediately comes to mind because he was a great DC and then immediately took the job and Al Golden took over calling the defensive play. So uh, I do think that the list of defensive coordinators is, is, is much longer. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, the only real DC that got hired as a head coach somewhere in the P five, at least was Dave Aranda to Baylor. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I mean, maybe you could talk about DJ Durkin cause he was at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who was your boy? that was at Notre Dame, then went to Texas A&M, now is at Duke? Um, Mike Elko. Mike Elko. Great coach. But, but there's 682 million other offensive coordinators that are getting head coaching jobs. I mean, Joe, we were talking this time, or this time uh, two years ago, Joe Brady being a head coach in the NFL for crying out loud. I mean, like, it, it happens every time. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued. Look, our one through three, we only have one – switch right like we only have one difference you put mm-hmm. Pete Golding at two I put uh, uh Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp at two I don't think we have a lot of disagreements no. I do I do want to address some things though before when we get rolling 
We got some pushback. I got some pushback on not having Jim Knowles in my top five. Did you did you get any of the same? Um, I believe somebody commented Jim Knowles. The other one too. I, I we we should just clarify now. Jim Leonard not making the list is not a, a an attack on Jim Leonard. That's not saying Jim Leonard is not qualified. He's just unemployed right now. He's not a sitting DC. I'm sure that he's just going to take the year off and wait for an opportunity to come to him. I, I don't want to sit here and put a guy on a list that that isn't coaching right now. Let's acknowledge the guys that are coaching and not pay attention to Jim later, Leonard, who probably would be number one if if I'm being completely honest. If if I put him on this list, and we we kind of had this back and forth earlier about if we should include him. Um, but just con- considering the circumstance, he's unhired. He's going to take some time off, and, and we'll see where he ends up landing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I do want to get to – I mean, I don't think we should even really mention or talk about Jim Leonard, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I, I don't think that it's fair to guys that are actually hired. Um, but I will bring up Jim Knowles, okay, at Ohio State, which Michigan fans – did not go the, to the Rufino and Joe show, I might add, to rip me a new one. They went to AYS Sports and Blake Rufino on, on Twitter <laughs> to rip me a new one because I said that they weren't, um, you know, they weren't traditional blue bloods, in my opinion. Well, here's my thing with that, Joe. Your last national title can't be 1997, and then the one before that be 1948. Okay? So – Here's another thing. Hot take. You ready? This is something we should probably talk about. Yeah, I know any anybody bef- between the years before 1998 and, and like, before that, I don't consider any of those teams national champions. Because how can you win a national title and not play for it? I, I agree, like, 95% of that. I agree, like, 95% of that because – you still have to give credit for those those teams. There there were some amazing. We, you know, amazing we can give them, we can give them pers- participation trophies. That's what no, we can do. Look, okay, I understand that there were some recipients of those awards, not awards, national championships that were undeserving. I completely agree. If you, I, I read a lot of college football history books, and there's a lot of times where it's like, well, this team was really good, but they got beaten out by so and so because they did X, Y, and Z, and and the media just loved them. But there still also were some amazing football teams in the, in the history of college football that would uh, do some damage against some of the top teams in college football today that deserve to be recognized as national champions. I, I understand that that sentiment, and it's also easy for an LSU supporter to also agree no, with that LSU sentiment because you have multiple – No, multiple, LSU has multiple national titles. They were, they're included in that. They're I'm, included in that too. I'm just saying that as an LSU supporter, you also have more recent national championships that you can, if you removed all the ones before there was a competition. For don't, the don't get, don't get, don't come in here and say your only argument is because you're biased. No, no, that's, I'm not, I'm not you saying you're biased. You can't, do, you can't do that because I'm not saying I, you're biased though. All I'm saying is that you just called me by, you just, you laid out the blueprint of calling me a homer. It, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm my merely bad. I'm merely under no <laughs> your, your, your connection's fine. <laughs> All I was merely trying to say though, Blake, is that as somebody of a supporter of a team that won national championships before there was a game for it, and then also after, it's easier for LSU fans to be 
to agree with that sentiment. That's not where I'm coming from. You can't how can how can you win a Super Bowl or national title or a championship and not play a team for it? Like that, that how can you go how can you not go through a gauntlet of teams to not play for I mean like anyway. Anyway, okay, call me a homer, call me whatever you want. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's it's an opinion that I'll always have. Like sure. as an example, okay? I don't, you know, like I sit in a fine line of, I agree with you. I don't think that there's multiple te- I don't think that there's eight teams in, in, in any year in college football that can win a national championship. I just don't. Okay. No. But I also don't, I also believe you got to play for it. I think the BCS had it right to some extent. Like the BCS never really got it wrong necessarily. Like, no. So, and, and, and so to take that from a homeristic standpoint, I didn't want LSU to play Alabama in 2011. I wanted to play Oklahoma State. and the, But the BCS got it right. Those teams were the two best teams, you know. So, all right. We'll touch on that. Jim Knowles, God, Ohio State fans, Joe, are going to rip me alive. I was praying to God that you would put Jim Knowles in your top five so I could make you look like a Rudy Poo, but you didn't. Well, I'm a big, I've been a big Ohio State hater during this whole process that we've been doing all these rankings and all these projections and whatnot. And I, I just, like, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. We can wait until after the break to really dive into this. I just don't know what results last year proved that they're deserving. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Also, if we have time, we'll get to the Wy- uh, Wyckoff kid from AM. He hit the portal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just like ripping AM alive behind this. Um, yeah. He was offensive tackle, all SEC freshmen. They, they're, he, here's the classic thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. AM people are saying he got beat out. I don't believe that. I, I don't. I, I really? Don't, I, no, I don't. I know okay. what they're telling me, but I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I guess we'll get to that at the end because that that's a that's a little spicier than I thought that it was going to be because I thought that there was no story that he just got beat out. That was everything you saw on Twitter is that he didn't win the job, so he hopped in the portal. I don't agree. I, I, why would let me just enter this or say this before we hit the break? Why would Jimbo Fisher, who has depth issues, tell the all SEC freshman that he's not starting in April? It could have been an assumption by him just reading the – like, for example, when you – I don't know if you ever had to compete for the starting job. Oh, which well, I'm sure Every year of my life. I wasn't yeah. that good. Uh-huh. When you know you're losing a starting job, that's very disheartening. Like, my freshman year, I was going to transfer before the portal existed, and I ended up winning midseason after – and taking over the job, and then I never let go of it. But when you know that there, things are not looking good for your situation – it's better for him to get ahead of it now when the portal reopens than for him to do it at the start of the season during fall camp and maybe not play it all this year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it all. All right. So how about our good friends over at betonline.ag, guys? We're back in 50 seconds. we got a lot to talk about. I'm really intrigued about this defensive coordinator uh, ranking. Joe and I actually agree, which means these guys actually probably actually suck. So Joe <laughs> we'll be back in 50 seconds. Stay tuned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all 
of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B-L-E-A-V, 5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. CJ Stroud's going number one. I I have conflicting information. I believe it's Bryce at this point. The odds have shifted for a reason, Blake. All right. Do you have information that counters the information that I think? Yeah, I have? from the Carolina Panthers. Right. I would say. Who was the guy who said that they were trading up to one seven weeks ago? That was, that was, that was you. Oh. That was you. Interesting. Look. I'm intrigued by it. I think that CJ makes the most sense for their needs, but I feel like there's two different sides of this. There is. I don't – here's what I will tell you since we're talking about this because I played the, the draft emblem. Here's what I'll tell you. I don't think they know yet. That See, that's the reality of it, that I, I think that multiple people within the organization aren't on the same page. They I think they're not. still deciding. Yeah, they are not. I think Frank Wright wants a dude. Um, other people want other dudes. It's just Panthers are going to Panther, dog. I mean, it's how the world works. All right, so we're not here to talk about the draft, even though Joe is, you know, just absolutely uh, Rudy pooing me on the NFL draft live shows. Um, so, Joe. Okay. Let's get let's you are. I mean, let's call it what it is. I'm not Rudy Pooney. We're, we're, we have to we do have to connect offline on that, but <laughs> all right. So let's get into this DC That's coaching so or coaching search. This DC top five. Look, I, I don't really want to spend a lot of time. Now we can. I don't want to really spend a lot of time on one through three. Okay. I don't think so. I'll just put up mine, then I'll put up yours. Okay. I have Phil Parker. I have Schumann and Muschamp. I have Pete Golding. You, on the other hand, have Phil Parker. We agree. Pete Golding, we agree. And I thought, Joe, to be honest, it putting Pete Golding for me at two, being that he was at Southeastern, I know his brother. Mm-hmm. I know his entire family. I've known Pete, met Pete, love him to death. I didn't put him at two because I thought it'd be called a homer. We are pretty much lockstep and key on one through three. Yes. Any thoughts on what you want to say about them? I want to address the reason why the placement of Schumann and Muschamp. So I, I was seriously deliberating on what was appropriate placement for this. Because, look, the reality of it is it, it's split decision-making. This is not right. a singular defensive coordinator. So I think that needs to be taken into account heavily. They deserve to be in the top three. But for the fact that it is not a single entity, two heads working together – of elite minds are going to produce elite results. And this past season, they finished 10th in yards per game allowed. They finished second in red zone defense and second on third down. That is amongst all of the guys that I have listed. Those are the best stats. Those are far and away the best performances on a week to week basis. And we know the talent development that they've shown. We know all the guys that have shined and the athletes that they've used and propped up to produce immaculate results. But because it's two people, I'm not going to put them above Phil Parker and Pete Golding, because 
it's a much more Herculean task to lead your team and be the single guy making the decisions instead of two. And I know some people might argue it's also hard to have good chemistry with somebody and be on the same page when there's split duties yeah, in that that's, room. That's where I'm going. I, I mean, and it's not two heads. It's not two people making the calls. It's three. If you if we're going to sit here and, and say to ourselves that Kirby Smart has no say of what's going on on the defense and what's being called, you're an idiot, okay, to the highest order. I think that makes them better, Joe. I think that Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp, be, because what do we what have we always heard about Will Muschamp as an example? Hard nosed, mm. he's a jerk, he's an a hole. People don't like him. Well, if that's the case, why isn't Schumann and him falling down and everything falling around them being so bad? Will Muschamp's not a bad dude. He's not a bad coach. He's a really freaking good coach. Been under Saban. He's from the Saban tree. He's just not a good head coach. Defensive guy, he recruited at a high level. He did some really good things defensively. First year at Florida, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not looking at this. So in the chat, when we clip mm -hmm. this and you're on YouTube saying, Blake's an idiot. Well, yeah, probably. But at the same time, Will Muschamp's a good DC. Joe, it, it kind of reminds me, and you were talking about me being a homer. When you see teams that have multiple, like, OCs, right? Like, we see that more than we see, like, co-DC, right? Yeah. Like, we see that in the NFL a lot of times. Example, okay? Andy Reid in Kansas City with Eric Bieniemy last, the last couple of seasons. They had great chemistry. I think that that makes them more dangerous. You know what else that makes them more dangerous in? Recruiting. I talk to recruits all the time because a lot of times LSU and the Southeast, you mix and match with recruits. They love it. I'm okay with that. I thought I was going to get a lot of pushback by, by you for Pete Golding, to be honest. I, I really I really thought when we said on yesterday, when we said yesterday mm -hmm. that we were going to do this, I honestly thought that you would push back a lot harder at me about Pete Golding. Listen. I'm just going to tell you something. Pete Golding, in my opinion, probably should be number one on this list. Okay, I won't go that far. I won't go I, that well, far. I, here's why. You ready? Okay. The games that he coached, Saban wasn't over. Hashtag COVID. He, he legitimately blanked Mississippi State. Yeah. When Saban had no say-so and some of the things Pete Golding was doing, he had four shutouts. So, Pete's a really damn good DC. I love him to death. I've no, I know him. I, I just, I, I look. I, I've saw the guy at Southeastern, and they make a playoff. I, I've seen him go to UTSA. I've seen him at multiple stops. Joe, he's never had a defense worse than twentieth ever, ever. And since he's been going and doing that that long, I mean, maybe you can put Phil Parker at Iowa because I mean, dude. Their offense is a bag of Cheetos. They suck. Sure. So what makes them actually winning games from their defense that much better? But I don't think – here's my ultimate hot take on this. Mm -hmm. Of these three, I don't know where you can go wrong. Like, I, like I legitimately don't – if you would have put Schumann or Pete Golding or Parker one, I wouldn't care. But I did think you were going to rip me on Pete Golding. No, I, I wouldn't have given you a hard time on Pete Golding. I I don't know if you recall back to or if or any of our listeners recall back to the show that we did in reaction to Pete Golding leaving Alabama for Ole Miss. And 
one of the things that we talked about was that Alabama fans were frustrated and upset with Pete Golding and the fact that they didn't step up more in the big games and that he's a big reason why they right. lost. And it, he did got so much playing just like Bill O'Brien did. And I have never been a supporter of that. Pete Golding has consistently been undervalued and overly criticized because of where he was. It is easy to be a, an assistant coach or a part of the Alabama program and to not be perfect and to be considered a failure. That is what you are going up against. I really do believe that Pete Golding is going to uh, to run an absolute uh, fantastic defense at Ole Miss. I, I don't see a reason why with statistically the way that they did last year to think that he wasn't a top two defensive coordinator last year, 13th in yards per uh, yards allowed per game, 16th in sacks, sacks, 20th in red zone, and then 10th and third down. Those are all significant categories to be highly productive. Now, the only reason, only reason why I put Phil Parker ahead of him, Phil Parker has done more with less than any defensive coordinator in the country. The fact that he hasn't been hired away. I don't agree with that. And just to pull up your list here. Yeah, the, the fact that he hasn't been hired away, and I, I don't know the backstory behind why he sticks at Iowa. Maybe it's just the connection and why he loves I heard being it's there. Because he's a, he's a gigolo and has a stable of hoes. Are you actually are you serious? Or are you just joking? <laughs> I mean, something like that. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. I'm just, you never know what the sources you have. But <laughs> my hey, point. Let me tell you something. Yep. If I had that source, let me just tell you this. That would already be out there, dog. I mean, to be doing that in Iowa, it also would be a, a would put him at number one DC. For I me mean, if he was not doing only that. do you get a hooker, you get a thing, a ear of corn too. Yeah, exactly. It's a great deal. But to my point, has done more with less than any defensive coordinator. I I look at all the athletes that have come out of that defense. It, how many five star, four star recruits are picking Iowa? That is, I don't know. Have they even had one? Like, did you look? Because I didn't look at that. Did have they even really even had one? The highest rated recruit that they almost had was Caden Proctor, and he didn't he didn't pick Iowa. The the highest, I believe. I'm actually gonna pull this up and I'll throw it to you to to, to chime in on Parker, but the guy has outworked so many limitations, and he deserves the credit for it. Again, I just don't get why he hasn't left. He he should have been the first phone call for for Bama's job, but apparently he doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I I, I don't know why Phil Parker's not leaving. Um, look, number two in defense in the country, number eleven on third down, number number twelve in the in rush defense, and that's with a horrible horrible offense. It, it, it quite honestly is it another reason why I put in DJ Durkin from Texas A and M, right? Because when your offense is that putrid, mm-hmm. okay, like that bad, then you, when your defense is winning you football games, you're a good DC man. Like I, I went and watched the. It was so hard to watch AM uh, and App State highlights. Joe, they ran 82 plays. App State did against Texas A&M's defense. Mm-hmm. A&M's offense only rated 38 plays. 30, 82 to 38 differential. So when you have that much less and you're able to do so much more, now DJ Durkin had five stars everywhere. Like, let's not, let's not mistake that. But I, I like Phil Parker. You know what's interesting to me? A lot of times, though, people will tell you what they think about you. And it's interesting to me, why don't people want Phil Parker? 
what do they know that we don't? Right? Like, what do they know that we don't know? I don't know if it's a matter of people don't want him and it's just more so a a loyalness to Kirk Ferentz. Is is that maybe what it is? Do they have relations with one another? (laughs) Maybe that's what we don't know behind behind closed closed doors. AJ Epinesa, by the way, is a five star that they they have, oh, yeah, have right. recruited. I I though I it's a big question though that I ask myself. And while I was putting this together, it's why hasn't he been hired away? The results have been there on a consistent basis, and it's it's kind of the Jim Leonard effect where Jim Leonard, I, not a lot of good recruits, no good recruits, and he's turned these guys that are coming off of farms into NFL caliber players. Do you think that's why they're not they're not getting hired? That you you think that they teams believe that they're not capable of working with why the is Luke Fickle getting better defensive recruits at Wisconsin than what Jim Leonard ever did? It's a good question. Maybe it is a stubbornness by these coaches to say like, "Oh, I don't want the the five-star corner that thinks he's better than everybody else. I want uh, I want the kid that's coming off the farm that's pulling the tractor." With his teeth. Yeah, exactly. And overalls. Yeah. With and that's testo- worked for both of them. Well, and with testosterone nipples, too. You know a guy <laughs> on steroids, you can always tell by their nipples. That's all That's all I'm saying. All right. I think we'll spend most of our time here since we got through one through three. I'm going to start with you. Okay, Actually, go ahead. we'll start with me because I want okay. you to rip me alive. Uh, so my four and five, I know mm-hmm. that you're probably going to rip me on Manny Diaz and DJ Jerkin. Let's have it. I don't like DJ Durkin at five. I, I don't even know if I would place DJ Durkin in the top 10. I, I DJ Durkin's a fine defensive coordinator, but it isn't. You love Texas A&M. We, we've talked about it on the show. You, I, I get it. You really like I Texas don't love A&M. Them. I hate them. Look, you like their outlook all, for next all season. All of LSU's rivals, I despise them the most. My point is, is that you're very optimistic on their outlook of next season compared to what I have is their outlook. I think that they're a bad football team, but I think a lot of their results, they're, they have really good athletes, a lot of five-star athletes. And I know that their losses are not a defensive issue. They won a lot of the games that they weren't supposed to win because of their defense, because of Durkin setting them up for success. But it's not hard, in my opinion, to be slightly above average because that's what they were with five-star recruits. That's they why I don't want to get credit. They weren't slightly above average, though, Joe. What they, were, weren't, they didn't pop up in any of the top rankings that I looked yes, up they consistently. Did. Where, yes, they were did, the, but then you didn't look. They were number one in pass defense last season. Number one. Okay. Okay? By the way, I might add, with all of Jimbo's dysfunction – Joe, he ran a defense out there against Appalachian State. Again, App State ran 82 plays to A&M's 38. Like, at at some point, at some point, you got to give the man credit. Okay? Like, let's, let's look at some of these other teams and other games that he played. Bama. He held them to their lowest yard total of Saban's career over the last five seasons. With Jalen Milrow, a quarterback who's not going to start this okay. year. Glad you said that. What happened with LSU and Ole Miss then? LSU laid an egg, and that was... No, a- they didn't lay an egg. They got they got outcoached. They did they get outcoached, out-coached. which is why I didn't put Matt House in here, by the way. 
That well, game alone was why I didn't put Madhouse in here. Okay. So I'm going to throw Madhouse in here because it's true. Do you want to know the three defenses from the previous year to this past year mm-hmm. had the biggest uh, success statistically and in a, in a good way? Do you want to know those three defense coordinators? You ready? Yep. Manny Diaz, Texas A&M, DJ Durkin, Matt House, LSU. So you're saying who has taken the biggest jump forward from last yeah, year? Yeah, like who has taken very bad situations okay. and made them better? Joe, the only way the A&M won games last year was because of their defense. It was the only way. You can say that, well, A-Chain went off against LSU – but what about DJ Durkin when they had Bryce Young and they lost two seasons ago? What, what about that game? You can talk about Jalen Milrow all you want, but that team, that team, play, that Bama team played for a natty. They're there. They were the SEC champs. They won the SEC. So to say DJ Durkin is bad, and here's another here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Without DJ Durkin, everybody talks about NIL, NIL, NIL. I would I would beg anybody to pick up my phone and call any recruit that's been recruited by AM, especially defensively. DJ don't play that. DJ ain't playing that. I, I would also throw into the fact that again, I said he's a fine defensive coordinator. I think he's you slightly you wouldn't put him in the top ten. Joe, they they led teams of college football, so he's, he's above average. With everything being equal. Uh-huh. Meaning everything being equal. Do you want to know what Texas A&M led in? Now, I had to go deep, deep, deep dive into PFF to find this. They would have been number one in pass defense in the country. They would have been number seven in run defense. Number seven, meaning yards per play, okay. yards per rush. Okay? Joe, they weren't bad. They were 52nd nationally. They ran the most plays in the SEC defensively. Uh, again, I'm not. I will concede again. I, b- I believe that this is a guy who is slightly above average, above average. This is a, a strong defensive coordinator. He has a lot of recruits that were recruited by Mike Elko. He didn't do a lot of the recruiting of these top athletes. That's, um, and a lot of the kids recently oh, of that young class, that you're young. Shaky. You're shaky. Why is that shaky? Am I mistiming when Mike Elko was there? No, you're not, but the DB room is in Elko's. It's it's not. The, the four or five stars on the defensive line aren't Elko's. But a bunch of these top recruited kids jumped in the portal, too, like from the past class. So, like, I don't... And they, st- and they still, their blue trip ratio is, is sixth. I, that's even more to the point. They, they wouldn't recruited all these, all these athletic guys, and they brought them in, and that was the, the not, result. He should not be shut down because he had, he, he had athletic dudes. I'm not shutting him down for that reason. I'm just saying I don't want to put him top 10. I think that there's more talented, better defensive coordinators than Durkin. He's fine. He gets the job done. He's done a good job, and they're going to probably be statistically around that same measure as they were last year. Again, I think that you see a much more positive projection and outlook for Texas A&M based on their defense, based on the athletes, based on what Durkin can do. I don't really see it as much. I just don't. Okay, well, you're wrong. Can we go to you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hit me up. What do you got? Who in the hell is John Heacock? I spelled Heacock wrong. I just realized that there's supposed to be a C. John Heacock is 
Iowa State's defensive coordinator, who statistically last year, Iowa State stunk. Iowa State overall was terrible across the board because of their offense. But on the defensive side of the football, let's look at this, Blake. Let's let's pull this up. Fourth in yards allowed per game and seventh on third down. Just last season alone. And on a consistent basis, they've been one of the best defenses, if not the best defense, in all of the Big 12 and all of college football. John Heacock is notoriously one of the coaches that runs the 3-3 stack. And he runs it so effectively. He is one of those guys that Iowa State can be really bad on offense. But you're running into a a buzzsaw when you face Iowa State that they could just suddenly stop and eliminate your offense. I, I, I think Heacock deserves more luck. Joe, you know that I love you, right? Don't don't say don't speak negatively on John Heacock. Okay. I don't disagree. They did have some really good games. I'll give an example. Okay. Kansas State, they lost 10 to 9. They had some really bad luck. They lost 31 to 24 to Baylor. Baylor's offense sucked. Okay. Okay. They lost. I mean, they won against Iowa 10 to 7. They did some really good defensive things. Amazing defensive things. That the lot of their not losses amazing, are because they can't score ama- more than 20 not amazing, points. Not amazing. Not amazing. Because I look, I look as an example, okay, against the best teams that they played, aka Oklahoma was probably the best team that they played outside of Texas and TCU. They were the three toughest, went three of the toughest programs they faced. They mm. gave up damn near 200 yards rushing. So again, those statistics, to some extent, because they played such a horrible schedule, are a little bit inflated. Uh, okay, it's not like they're and playing in the Americans. Teams, they got roasted. Let me it's, give another example. Are you ready? It's it's this, it's this similar is, to the Phil Parker thing, though. It's who were they recruiting at Iowa State? Phil Parker are, didn't get beat sixty-two to fourteen, though. Ain't there nobody, are even ain't nobody put up sixty-two points on no Phil Parker. Nobody. Then I look, okay, at TCU, who quite honestly beat them down. Beat them down. Now, a lot of that wasn't on the defense necessarily, but they just weren't. They're not, he, Joe, I, I'm so far out on coaches that run the 335 stack. Are mm. you, you basically you tell me you're an idiot? Why? The three three stack where if you run it properly and use the right personnel. Cha- name a national champion or or a team in any sport that's worth a damn that runs outside of high school that runs a three three seven that's winning. There, there's such a limited number of teams that have won a national championship. Okay, so, to pull so from that none. Is, so none. But there's also a lot of t- if you t- if you read a lot of articles about from hearing from defensive coordinators in the NFL. A lot of them pull from Heacock's defensive philosophy. A lot of them. Because it has worked effectively with limitations, athletic limitations and talent limitations has produced good results. I know that there were some bad games last year, but when at one point we were talking about Iowa State as as this team that was in contention for the top 10, top 15 for a couple of years, when, um, Oh my God! Who's the? I, I can't believe I'm bra- blanking on the 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 San Francisco quarter. Uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. 
even when he was there, I know that he was a fine college quarterback and Bryce Hall was there. A lot of that credit goes to the defense. It's the way that that defense performed year in and year out. Iowa State has been a strong defense. I, I, I strongly disagree. There, Let me just tell you something. When a coach wears his bill on his hat like this, that's what you're deciding off of? Yes. I, I never trust a man that hired – like, who, who's their head coach? What's his name? Campbell, right? Matt, Cam- Matt Campbell. Okay. If Matt Campbell hired that guy, he's a dud. What? Wait, are you out on Matt Campbell? You don't like Matt Campbell? I think Matt Campbell's the worst Power 5 head coach in the country. Stop. Stop. I hate what, it. Why? Again, any man – that wears jeans and wears their hat like this, okay, on their head. This is what he he's a buffoon. Okay. He, he's <laughs> a guy in that country southern town, way down yonder on the Tadahoochie head ass. That dude's an awful coach. Matt Campbell is a Rudy Poo. They were bad this year, but they had no right that, being good. They have never been a good man, football program until that he came man in. Is a Rudy Poo. He is no. I don't trust a man. I don't trust a man that wears his hat and his hat bill that bent. I never will. I'm going to so be blue house. I've never John seen a picture peacock, of him wearing that hat. Whose defense reminds me of a peacock. You got to let him fly. Well, that's what the defenses were doing on him. Last, offense were doing on him last year. Some of the teams. Up. They were flying all over him. I'm trying to see this hat situation. You're overblowing the hat thing. No, You're I'm overblowing not. the hat thing a little All bit. Right, hold on. Hold on. Uh, bull, the bull crap. Matt I, I, I have pictures pulled up. I, I, I think hold you're on, overblowing no. the hat thing a little bit. You cannot. You cannot tell me. Hold on one second. I, I For All some right. reason. Also, he's from Ohio. So, like, he went to Mount Union, too, it says. He was a defensive lineman at Mountain Union. You're acting like this is some meathead. He, de- I don't know how to pull this up, but if you can pull up a good, co- a good picture of him, I'd love that. Yeah. Okay. Wait one second. Let me. Let me. Pull, let me. I had. I had one. Okay. Pull it. Pull. Pull it up. Okay. All right. Wait one. I'm pulling it up right okay. now. Okay. We're we're all waiting for you. We are sharing as we speak. This is a picture of Matt Campbell. You cannot trust that. Stop. Look at that, Stop. Joe. Look at that. That means nothing. If any man, you better clip this. If any man wears a hat with his bill like that, he should be put in federal prison. That nobody in their right mind would legitimately wear their hat like that. Look how awful that is. What in the Rudy Poo is going on here? And not only that, Matt Campbell has a black undershirt on. What are we in? Look at that. Look at that Rudy Poo. Don't, you cannot be a good head coach uh, in football and your hat be like that. Look, look at that Rudy Poo. Come on. You're not. You no. got to admit. You got to admit that is God awful. Uh, I, I don't make my decisions based on that. Uh, okay, Brian, Brian Kelly was you dancing will, like a dork with a recruit. I don't make my decision makings off of what coaches do. Yeah, but do. does he wear his hat right? I get he he wore a, a long sleeve under a collared shirt. I think that that's a weird look. It's cold outside. 
Wear a you jacket. Know what? Go outside for wear a, a pimp. Wear, when wear you're a jacket. To get this money for the rent. What if he gets sunburned? What if he's got skin conditions? Yeah, well, he's an Irishman, so I understand the. the word okay, then from. hush your mouth. Don't you ever come in here with your fake Notre Dame shirt on and talk shit about Brian Kelly. This is a real Notre Dame shirt. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. It, it looks like you know who you know where you got that shirt from when where? Lou Holtz was was a spokesman for Wheaties and your daddy got out of a Wheaties box in the 1980s. Yeah, it's a throwback design. It's popular right now. I just think I don't I don't think you understand fashion. That's the that's the way you wear hats these days. That's how people wear it. That's not. I'm completely joking. Yeah, um, it's not how people wear hats. Okay, can I, I assume you hate my Minter pick then too? Do you not like that pick also? I'm okay. I think he's a top seven DC. I don't hate that. I I, I don't okay. hate I don't hate that. Michigan defensively hasn't been that bad. Well, and he the last year was his first year there, and their success last year was a lot of it goes defensively. I I would credit it more defensively than I would I offensively. He was there for two years. No, he was there for one year, wasn't he? He came from the the Ravens. Oh, I'm fine with that. Any defensive guy that ever comes from the Ravens, no, I'm cool with that. No, yeah, he and I believe he I got don't an need any I don't need any statistical backing. No, I'm not even going to read these numbers. They're fantastic, but I'm not even going to read them. No, and, read them. Go ahead. Okay. The numbers I have on him: sixth in total yards allowed, 26th in third down percentage, 34th in sacks. And I think it's also worth noting, in the early days of Harbaugh, they recruited the hell out of the defensive side of the football. Jabril Peppers. They did. Uh, Gary, who I faced in in middle school. Fun fact. A lot of big name guys break you in half. Did he eat your ham sandwich? I tried to cut block. He, I, I, I haven't told this on the show. No, uh -uh. Rashawn Gary was the same size in eighth grade as he is now. (laughs) Same size. So if you can imagine a pudgy little Irish kid trying to cut block Rashawn Gary, it didn't go well. It absolutely did not go well. Poor Joe. Yeah. Did Did he? Did he break you? I as close to that as he could possibly get. <laughs> uh, Colin in the chat says, I wear my hats like that. Well, Colin, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way. Don't be mean to Colin. We all love Colin. Here, okay. Right? Don't be mean to Colin. Okay. I don't be mean, mean to Colin. Um, no, I don't mind that. I, I, I don't mind Michigan. I thought defensively they were fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, how bad, how bad do you hate my Manny Diaz pick? Not as much as I hate as the DJ Durkin pick, but like, I, Top four? Top yeah, four? Yeah, again, Joe, statistically, statistically okay, speaking, let's, let's hear it. okay, there's no defense in the country, almost it was in the history, mm-hmm. went from as bad as they were in, 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 in 2021 as they were in 2022, man. Sixth in sacks. Joe, they were in the, they were in the 90s the year before. They were 10th in turnover margin, 90s the year before. 17th in rush defense, hundreds the year before. It was it's one of the biggest turnarounds you could that they had last season. And remotely due to and, and look, um, our buddy or, or my buddy, he he doesn't like you anymore. Uh late kick Josh had an interview with uh, He doesn't like me. What did I do? He said that you your hair, you have too much hair. Oh, that's um, okay. Yeah, because he's bald. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, uh, I'm just joking. He didn't say that. He didn't know, say know, that. All right. Um, but he had an interview with James Franklin, and he talked glowing. He speaks glowingly of like, like, look, man. I, I mean, without Manny, we we would have had a lot of struggles last year. I, I mean, Joe, it's a massive turnaround. 
Okay. I, I think Manny Diaz has gotten a bad rap because of, you know, times at Texas, Mississippi State. But, but Joe, those teams, if you really think about it, either the Dan Mullen, when Dan, Dan Mullen recruited at his worst and did his worst when Manny Diaz was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mac Brown at Texas. Okay. Or whatever, whenever he was there. Or, I mean, it's Texas. Miami, I thought that he got a bad rap. I, I thought he needed a couple extra seasons. They wanted to move on. Shame on them. You know, so again, I, I like Manny Diaz a lot, dude. I I, I just do. I, I feel like he's gonna teach me defense and then he's gonna run for mayor at night. He's he's like the reverse Batman. I like Manny Diaz. I think to include him in the top ten is fair. But as you brought up with Heacock, you tried to pull all these examples of bad performances against big teams. Let's pay attention to what they did against the bad teams quickly to, to, to look at that. Against Ohio, 10 points. Maryland, they shut them out. Against Rutgers, 10 points. Michigan State, 16 points. Who shut out Maryland? Penn State did. You know who? What any? You know what? No team on planet Earth did last year. Ohio State, Michigan, none of them didn't shut out Maryland. Shut out Maryland. Okay, positive. The games that they gave up terrible point totals. Ohio State, Michigan, forty-four points. Michigan, forty-one points. And Purdue, Purdue, thirty-one points. I don't know, man. I can't bat. I can't get behind. I I think it's great, and it's this. It's the same argument. I just I hate putting anything Penn State in any top five ranking or even sometimes top 10 I'm not, ranking I'm not for anything. I'm, the only thing that I'm putting Penn State in is where he's at. Yes, but my whole point here is with the, the it is with everything associated with Penn State is that they all do great against the crap teams that they play and then put them up to a challenge. Ask them to put to stand up to a challenge and they 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 crap the bed. So what would you say if Pete Golden did the same exact type of turnaround at Ole Miss next season? What do you mean? Like, are you saying that if, if he turns around, Ole Miss Ole Miss defensively defense? is horrible. Yeah. They're horrible. That's significant. Yeah. But if they get their asses kicked by Alabama and he gives up 40 points, I, I would reevaluate that decision. If I'm being completely honest, I think that there comes to some extent of what they have. Manny Diaz is only in year one. This is not any of his recruits. This isn't any okay. of his guys. Okay. You have a, a new team learning a new system. I don't think people put enough emphasis on, when you got to go in there and learn a new system, how much that's like, how big that that is, that you take that massive of a leap. There's still very highly recruited kids on that defense. Yeah, like, but this isn't not, a bunch of two. You stars. know what they're not? You know what they're not? They don't have some of the dudes at Ohio State. They don't have some of the dudes at Michigan, and that's not Manny Diaz's fault. When a guy gets beaten in man-to-man coverage, who are we blaming? And I remember the Penn, that Penn State Purdue game vividly. Remember who's the great, who's the really good DB at Penn State that's going to get drafted? Everybody Jared thinks. Porter. There you go. Okay. Remember in that Purdue game, they called Porter for holding like back to back times, mm-hmm. and he didn't. One of the times he didn't even touch the DB. Yeah. I mean the receiver. Excuse me. So. Spare me, like, some of that was just, like, we got to put into some of the account. Like, you got to give Manny D. I mean, who would you put above Manny D as other than Heacock? Well, 
well, obviously Minter, but like if we're giving credit, I was for, not on Minter. I'm just gonna be open. I was not on Minter when TCU did what they did. Okay, fair. Well, then we got to hold. He was a first year guy, and also you know who else was a first yeah, year guy? Michigan, Jim Knowles was a first year guy too. He went into a playoff team. He went into a team that made the playoffs and won the Big Ten the following the the previous year. It's not the same when uh, Penn State is. Eight and four, seven and five, and then now they're a double digit win team. That's what about Jim Knowles? What about Jim Knowles at Ohio State? Their okay, defense was you, abys- abysmal the up. year before. So, like, glad I, you brought that up. I didn't want to put Jim Knowles in my top top five, but I would rank him ahead of Manny Diaz. Absolutely, I, I am so far out on Jim Knowles. I could throw him. If you think so, it is kind of reverse. The difference is is that Jim Knowles had better recruits at Ohio State than what they do have at Penn State. Joe, you know what Manny Diaz didn't allow? Michigan to go for 530. You know what he didn't allow? Stetson, bro, you hate Stetson Bennett so much, but I'm going to just rub this in your face so much. You know what You know what? Manny Diaz didn't let Stetson Bennett do? Go 23-34 for 398 yards and four tutties, okay? You know what he didn't do? Penn State in that same game had 482 yards and your boy, the really bad quarterback at Penn State last year, had 371 yards in the air. Okay, but Manny Diaz gave up 365 yards to Aiden O'Connell, who stinks. Aiden O'Connell stinks, and he gave up that total damn. Don't say he stinks when he's lighting up the entire Big Ten now. He's one of the more overrated you players. You got to get crowd. out of your head when you come on this show. Stop looking at quarterbacks as prospects in the NFL. Look at them as quarterbacks in college. Okay, fine. But Here, it's... Here's, the, here's the finest example. By your logic, Tim mm. Tebow is a sucky college quarterback. All right, good good counterpoint. But Aiden O'Connell's success was, I give a lot more credit to, to Jeff Brom's offense than I give it to Aiden O'Connell. Oh, Jeff Brom, Jeff Schramm. Dude's a Rudy Poo, too. I don't know. I just, I can't, I, I, again, I can't fully back Manny Diaz. If they, uh, Jeff Brom's not a Rudy Poo. If I'm they sorry. can step up against these bigger opponents next year, and if Penn State can step up against these bigger opponents, I will concede, but I don't have evidence of that. Jim Knowles let Michigan run for 200, uh, or run for 252 yards, 207 of it on the ground in the second half. How many yards does Penn State give up? Uh, I don't have that statistic. Uh, I pull pulling it up right now. No, I, oh, we're having connection issues. We'll see how tomorrow. 418 rushing yards, seven point one yards per play. They didn't oh, even need to throw. Oh, 418 yards rushing. Michigan rushing handle Penn State. Yeah, 563 total yards in that game. 417. I blame. I, I blame. Um, I blame James Franklin. You blame Drake? Okay, all right. Well, apparently, that's how we're going to do this. But um, I'm right. You're wrong. That, 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 that's the son. That's the game that me and Ben play. My son Ben. That's uh-huh. the game that we play every night. I'm right. You're wrong. So I guess that makes me your second son. Is that what this is? <laughs> I mean, I do have a lot of sons out here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back, back in the early 2000s, Joe, things were things were fuzzy. Hey, man, if you want to admit that, that's something that you have to deal with with your wife. If you want to, if you want to start that. How do, you think I met her? How do you think I met her? <laughs> there you go. There oh, you go. God. I mean, I met my wife out on the, 
You can't tell you something. You say that. You know how I met Megan. You, you, Ever told, told, me, you, story? you told me the story. I was dating. I was dating one of her friends and got pissed yeah. off at her friend and said, "I'm done." And we all went out to the bar and I started talking to Megan. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great meet cute story. <laughs> yeah, she had her hair up, and dude, when girls have their hair up like in a mm. bun, oh, bud, I'm done. I know we're I, wrapping here. I know, I know we're wrapping here. Um, yeah, we, that, that wasn't the only thing that we were wrapping. Speaking of that story, Jesus, <laughs> that's not what I was going for. But <laughs> you sure, said it. Does you she not care it. that you say stuff like that? <laughs> we did no, that. That really didn't happen. I didn't. I me and Megan didn't go on our first date until like four months after that. Yeah, I because I just I know I feel like my girlfriend would get mad. She listens sometimes. I've told you this. She listens sometimes to the show. I my wife is not. My wife hates listening to me. Oh. She goes, I have no idea. Now, when the big guests come on here, like Kaylee Hart or Hartong, mm-hmm. um, Warren Sapp, uh, Ben, my son. She tunes in. She'll tune in to because because when Ben comes in here, he's like, Mama whip me. She didn't whip him. She's in there cooking, you know, like white cop stuff. Yeah, really, really, really quickly because I only got like a minute. Yeah, yeah, let's just knock it out. Wyckoff, offensive tackle, all SEC performer at AM. A lot of people said that he was, um, he got beat out. I don't believe that. I, I, I just don't believe that. I, you're not getting, he didn't get beat out in spring by a redshirt freshman. Didn't happen. So, do you think that it's the, the circumstance of that? That's where I'm a little off here on it is, and I have no information on what's going on me really either but it just smells do you, do you think he just wasn't getting along with the coaching staff and he hopped in the portal? i think that had something to do with it I, I feel like he's painted to a lot of people were saying that he's like a failure i mean to earn all sec as a freshman or all all sec freshman team like that's pretty significant like he's a he's gonna start on a lot of teams wherever he goes I agree with that. That's why I don't I don't believe them. And you know what? You know what's going to tell us that? His offer sheet. So when he goes in the portal and he's got an offer from Bama, LSU, Georgia, Southern uh, – uh, not so uh, – Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Florida. I saw Arkansas was already one of the teams interested in him, and they just, okay, they and just you know had Ricky Strommer. You know, you know what? If Arkansas offered him, that means Sam Pittman did. That means anything that people are saying is false. Okay. It's, you know what it's like? And I don't want to hold us too long on this because I know you got to hop to your next show. It's like the Jaden Rashada crap where Jaden Rashad is gone and it's every Florida fan is like one, ignoring that the news is true. And then two, dissociating from him and crapping on the kid. It's like suddenly you don't want anything to do with him because you think he's terrible. It, it's the same boat here is that suddenly this guy's out and it's like, oh, not good enough. He's not good enough to be on the roster. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. If you are listening to us now, you can hop over to next. We're going to be um, on AYS. Uh, Joe, how was the stream? Uh, as frustrated as we were at the start before, I would give it a, a 6.5, It was, which is a good rating for, for what we thought the outcome was going to be. Okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't as, as it's going out now. Yeah, I spoke too soon, but it 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 worked effectively. It it we got the job done. Okay, we'll see. Well, I'll be at the beach this weekend, so I don't know if we're going Saturday. If I go live Saturday and don't take my son to the beach, me and him, mm-hmm. 
I will not make it home in one piece. So, so we'll be back on Monday. We'll be back on Monday. Or actually, we're on at the beach Monday too. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And let, right. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll All be right. back. Peace.